Like, I don't think I'd ever really kind of had food like that before. I don't think I'd ever really eaten ferns or like, or the way that they kind of like prepared their fish and, and all that kind of stuff. It was just, yeah, it was really special. So I, I had a lot of like really kind of special food moments in, in Malaysia. Today on Dirty Linen's summer series, we are talking to pie maker Eddie Urias Castro. Welcome to Dirty Linen, Eddie. Hi, thanks for having me on, Danny. Hey. Uh, so on our summer series, we're going to chat to you about some of your favourite foods, but I would love you just to give us a little short rundown on Munch Bakery and how you come to be doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, like again, I said, thanks thanks very much for having me on. Um, yeah, a big fan of the podcast. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool, pretty special. Um, so, yeah, Munch Bakery, um, man, I think it's kind of it's going to be – it's first year um like first birthday soon i think on the 12th of december we turned one um and before that i was just kind of in the kitchen because of covid um you just bacon pies coming up with recipes and sort of trying to dream up what i you know what i want to do for the rest of um you know for a long for at least another long while of my life and this is like my I think I count as my third career change. Um, was industrial designer and production manager. Now I'm a I'm a baker. Um, and yeah, we at Munch we kind of just like to focus on like kind of little regional cuisines here and there, and just bake delicious pies that are just kind of you know what everyone sort of keeps telling me because I'm you know sometimes I find myself a little too modest but like um I just like these next level pies where we just try and add as much flavor into every bite of the pie through just adding flavor into every little kind of yeah through every little step um full butter puff pastry um and they're kind of you know they're like they're just they're just delicious crunchy things that yeah I, I really like to make yeah. <laughs> well, I think you don't need to be modest about your pies over at Munch Bakery, Eddie, because they are super delicious. And I agree. It's like there's uh, there's that knack you have of injecting flavor into every single element. But not only that, it's like combining them. It's always more than the sum of it, their parts. So, yeah, congrats on what you've achieved there in, in one short, crazy COVID year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's yeah it's been it's been a wild ride um i mean originally it was you know i had this sort of other career and because of covid it was sort of put on hold and i was just like let's you know it was always sort of a dream to like do something with food like i just love cooking which actually kind of goes into like my favorite ingredient and what we were doing before pies so me and my partner we were kind of just like well, it was mainly me but like but she you know inevitably because she's the love of my life like you know she sort of gets dragged into these schemes and more more than more than happily um um we were thinking about you know just just doing like a little food stall just for fun like just you know just something to kind of, I don't know, you know what I mean? Just something to kind of like make you feel good um, along with whatever else it is you're doing in life. Um, but yeah, I guess it took COVID to just kind of go, no, nah, I'm going to push you into this and like, you know, just <laughs> like, um, let's just do it. Let's just, it's just going to happen, you know? Um, yeah. 
Yeah, well, good on you. So, Eddie, let's dive in. I want to hear about some of your favourite morsels, meals, bites. You tell me. What are we talking about? Like, I think kind of like the first thing that I thought of, um, like I'm a fan of so many different foods. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Um, I I love all sorts, like, just, just kind of like, just as a starter, like, I, you know, just a little while ago, I was, like, obsessed with, food from Louisiana. So it was like cooking gumbos and jambalayas and things like that. But like the, the first, the, like the one thing that kind of was like, okay, what's like kind of, you know, something a little bit more unique, something that like, that's sort of much more me. Um, and you know, you said it could be anything. And I just thought of like lorocos, which a little, uh, a little flower bud, um, it that comes from like Central America. So that's, that's like my heritage. That's where I was born. I came over here when I was about five. Um, and yeah, they're kind of uh, the best way to describe them, I guess, is like these little flower buds that, uh, I don't know, like, um, you can't, it's, it's radio, so you can't see how I'm holding up my fingers, but about like, let's say around about like 10 centimeters to like, to a little bit longer, long, these little flower buds, they grow, they're like, and they come in clusters of like, I don't know, like from 10 to 30, depends how, depends how full the bush is. Um, they've kind of got this sort of like artichokey, asparagusy kind of like aroma, but this sort of like this sweet, very black hint of like this, this kind of like a rear tone, if you, if you know what I mean, like of sweetness. And, and it's just like, yeah, like you couldn't, like we couldn't find them here in Melbourne or in Australia. For- and so tell me, what's the, what are they called? Noroko. And how do you spell it? I have to, as a writer, I always need to know how it's spelled. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no worries. Um, L O R O. And I think it's a, I think it's just one C and then an O. Okay. And I mean, what do you, do you just like pluck them off the tree and shove them down or do you cook them? Like, what do you do? Like the best way to kind of have them uh, is in a pupusa. <laughs> so like, so yeah, when I was, when I talked about unique, I was like, okay, let's, let's like, this is, so pupusas are like really kind of endemic to um, Central America. So like, you know, El Salvador, we're going to like claim them as our own and they really are like, they're literally El Salvador's like favorite street food. So like, um, the best way to describe, the best way to describe a pupusa is a, essentially it's like, it's a corn, it's a filled corn tortilla, but like generously filled. So you kind of like the way you sort of, you kind of, what's the best way to describe? Like you kind of like, you, you know, you, you just make masa essentially like just, you know, and everyone's got their own little recipes, but like just literally flour water and maybe like a little bit of salt. Um, you kind of, you roll that into like a little kind of dumpling ball and then you flatten it out. So it's like really thin. And then you put your fillings in there and that's where the Lodoko comes in. So like one of the really popular kind of fillings is like cheese and Lodoko. So it's, you've got this like delicious sort of like melty cheese with this just like unique aroma of like artichoke asparagus kind of like sweetness and it's like and you rip it off and it's like and it's this delicious like cheese pull 
And you have that with what we call curtido, which is essentially just kind of like a pickled cabbage. So it's like, but like, I like to kind of like make mine with like pickled cabbage and like shredded carrot. Mum loves to put in like um, cauliflower, uh, maybe some jalapenos. Um, and you just sort of like pickle that and just, you know, just a simple like water, vinegar, sugar mix. I like to add some spices in and I'm addicted to spices. So like, you know, I'll always throw spices and stuff. And then a little bit of like red sauce or like salsa roja. So it's just like, yeah, just like, and then that, that you say, let's go have pupusas to any El Salvador and they'll be like, yep, sweet. Where is it? I'm there. Like what time? Do you want <laughs> I am so there as well. <laughs> so in Australia, you know, you couldn't find these curacos, but what did, did you like, were you able to find them in the end? Did someone start growing them? Like what happened? Yeah. Yeah. After like 30 years, I think it was, it was like some, you know, like 37 now and I found them, Oh man, maybe like two years ago or a year ago when we were kind of like, when I was sort of researching to do like a little market store, which was going to, which was going to be these pupusas. Um, and we found them at Casa Medica and supposedly that, like I'd, I'd just given up. I'd given up, given up on looking for them. Um, you know, there, there's like a few places in Melbourne that had done pupusas before with like, um, you know, El Salvadorians had like kind of done here and there, but like never could you get like a cheese pupusa with norocos. Um, you could get all the other ones that you can get like ones filled with beans and one filled with these things called like chicharron, which is basically just like, uh, what's the best way to, it's like, I guess it's just like really crispy pork belly. And then it's kind of like turned into a paste. So it's just kind of like this umami pig, delicious paste thing. Um, so they had all of these like other classics, but like no one ever had these norocos. And then at Casa Iberica, um, in Elphington, we were just like, yeah, just doing the research. And I found this jar. Oh man. Like I kid, I, like I broke into tears. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you just, oh man. Like you, you kind of like, rem- like just the memory of it all. And like it, the smell was a little bit muted, you know, like smell is just like one of those memories that just kind of like lasts for a lifetime, you know, it's, I think it's like one of the strongest, um, you know, receptors to kind of like, to like connected to our memory. Um, it takes you straight there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I opened the jar and instantly I could tell it wasn't the same smell because it'd been sitting in that jar for that long, but it kind of like triggered, you know, triggered that response. And I had these, <laughs> the shop owner of Gusty Medica and my partner standing next to me. And I'm like crying over this, this jar of flower buds. <laughs> and like, um, and you know, I think like, yeah, like, yeah, my partner kind of had this like smile on her face <laughs> and the shop owner was sort of like a little bit kind of, you know, she can, you can tell that she was sort of like touched, but a little bit confused as to, you know, why there was this like man standing in front of her crying over a jar of flowers but um yeah wow that's so beautiful though i i just i mean i I reckon there'd be you know australia is such a country of of migrants and i reckon there would have been a lot of weeping and a lot of food stores when you know people have finally reconnected with that that taste or that aroma of home Oh, 100%. 100%. It's just, oh, it was just, it was so, oh, I didn't like, it was, it was almost like a relief. 
Like it's like there'd been this, like a just this hidden tension for the whole time that we'd been living here, and like just as soon as that smell like kind of came back, like actually you know entered my nose, it was just like it was just relaxed. And so after that, like we yeah we had like a little um, a joint birthday party between my sibling, my partner, and myself. Cooked these pupusas, invited like oh, like sixty or hundred people. I can't remember. And like, and you know, just had this huge party in the um in the in the park near our house. And it was just like when you yeah when you ask and then that's in the summer coincidentally. <laughs> um, you know, um, yeah, when you kind of yeah asked asked me to think about a memorable meal, I'm like, that's probably like one of the most memorable meal, second memorable meal that you, like that you would be when you know. We went to, so we go away to Phillip Island every Australia day as a, just as a group, there's always like 15 of us. Um, and yeah, like we, because I'd found these things, I was like, I'm bringing them. Everyone's going to help me cook. Like I got all the things ready. And then there was this like, you know, like 10 of us all hanging around this like tiny little barbecue. Well, it wasn't tiny, but it's big. It's tiny for 10 people. Um, you know, hanging around everyone kind of getting their turn, molding their little pupusa, like putting it on the like plate. And then, you know, everyone sort of getting to sit down and just, just getting to share that with everyone else was, um, yeah, I'm getting emotional now. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so special, really yeah. special. Yeah. 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 So yeah, e- easily like that's, that's got to be like number one. And I'm lucky that it happened so recently, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really beautiful. So now do you always need to have a jar of the of the flowers in the fridge? Um, oh, we get them like every now and again now. Yeah, but there was for a long time, like I mean for a long time for the time that we've had it. Yeah, there's like I think we're out. I just put a jar in the um in the recycling the other day. So <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. I haven't made as many pupusas um since I kind of like started because I kind of sort of get a little obsessive um, since we started um, Munch. It was just, it's just been like, it's just been pies, pies, pies. It's, yeah, yeah, which, you know. So, Eddie, did you want to talk about any other meals or that's really the peak? Um, oh, <laughs> I mean, that's the peak, but, I mean, there's like, yeah, I mean, there's there are other meals, I guess. Like, it's, you know, I think... <laughs> I think it's just kind of like sharing, like the sharing of, of, of food where it's kind of like really, um, really, you know, where, where, where it, it really sort of becomes special and, and food that kind of like reminds you of stuff. So um, I guess it was like the, the first meal before munch, like before we kind of like went through and went, okay, Actually, rather than doing pupusas, let's do pies. Um, we had everyone over and it was like during the two lockdowns um, last year. Yeah, I, I keep kind of, they all sort of like. Like in between when we were open. Yeah, when we were open and we had a whole bunch of people over and yeah, we were just just playing around and I'm like, oh man, I haven't made a good pie in ages because a lot of the time when I did do pies in the past, it was always for, for like for, have, for having people over. Um, yeah, did two, did two, and it was just, you know, just, yeah, special to have everyone here. Like, you know, I think one started the catalyst for the Labu Labu, which I nearly took off the menu 
last week, but then it came back on because more people ordered it. And, you know, I just felt like I couldn't take it off in the end. <laughs> it was like one of, the, one of the OGs. Well, tell me about that pie. That one, that one's changed a lot from that day. That one changed a lot from that day. That one sparked a whole, um, well, a whole kind of like research journey of finding, um, you know, finding out different methods for like curry paste from, from Malaysia and, and how, um, how they treated spices in India as well, like in terms of like tudkas, so like tempering spices, whether at the beginning or at the start and like, you know, the, like the, the wheel of eight spices and, and, you know, kind of going further than that and trying to kind of, trying to create something that I really, really wanted to eat and something that kind of reminded me, um, reminded me of, of our recent trip to Malaysia, which was, yeah, which was really, really special. That was like, we had a lot of amazing meals there um, <laughs> in terms of like special meals. I think one one place that kind of, uh, I'm, not, I'm digressing now, but like one place that I really remembered was in Borneo. And it's these, like, because there's so many, so many cultures in Malaysia that, um, but yeah, it just, yeah, I mean, there's, there's hundreds. Um, and these two ladies, I, I think they just didn't want their culture to, to be forgotten. So they, so they started a restaurant um, and we went there. It was easily like the best place that we, that we ate throughout the whole trip and we went to kind of like, you know, like really um, fancy places in like um, in KL and, and Georgetown and all that kind of stuff. But that place was just like, like I don't think I'd ever really kind of had food like that before. I don't think I'd ever really eaten ferns or like, or the way that they kind of like prepared their fish and, and all that kind of stuff. It was just, yeah, it was really special. So I, I had a lot of like, really kind of special food moments in, in Malaysia. Um, so I kind of wanted to try and recreate that. And um, yeah. And I think the thing that kind of, I, I found the most special about it was how they've, they've had so many cultures kind of living there for so long and you can taste it in, in the food. You can taste how they kind of, you know, sort of like borrow from each other or, you know, they, yeah, they, they're happy to eat. So I wanted to, so that ended up being the Labu Labu, which was Labu, Labu means pumpkin in Malay. Um, and calling it Labu Labu is kind of like a cutesy sort of, a cutesy kind of way in, 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 in a Malay language. Like if you, if you say the word twice, it's sort of like, yeah, it's kind of meant to make it sort of sound cute. Um, yeah. So that's, that's got like, very simple kind of vegetables, just like pumpkin and um, potato and zucchini. But I, I wanted the kind of potato to like, you know, soak up a lot of the curries, a lot of the curry, which is like very, very kind of like traditional Malay kind of curry with like gallon and turmeric and ginger, like red chilies, coriander, gin, um, sorry, garlic. Um, and yeah, lots of other like sort of like red chilies and things like that. Um, and then I kind of wanted to bring a little bit more of the, um, the Indian side. Cause it's like a really, wherever we went, there was always sort of like a lot of really strong Indian culture. Um, so I wanted to add sort of that kind of, um, method of, 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 
just injecting aroma into it using using the the tudkas, which is the the tempered spices, and it just just kind of became like a staple home meal for a while. Like especially while I was kind of developing it, he'd kind of do like I don't know a few different have a few different ones on the pot, and then um, and then yeah, just obviously put them in pies and. And then when finally perfected it, it was just kind of one of those pies that just always hung around at home. Like we had to always make a few extra to, to, to bring home so we could have for dinner. Yeah. Oh, I'm just so on the journey with you, Eddie. <laughs> like I just love all that. And I I haven't, I've traveled a little bit in Malaysia, not as much as you, but um, I think I it is so, so evident, like all those different layers of culture. And I think, you know, as someone who's also obsessed with food, it's like you can have the best food chats with anybody there. That's what I found. It's just like everybody's obsessed with food and there's, you know, there's they're happy to debate dishes and talk about different versions and, yeah, it's just incredibly exciting. Yeah. Yeah, the, the luxes are a massive debate. They're a massive debate. Yeah. You could spend your whole day just going around like, yeah, Georgetown or something, eating like 50 million different types of laksa and uh, you could you could just talk about it constantly the whole time as well. Yeah, I think the Penang laksa or something had won that year because it had these like laksa awards or something or like laksa fights. I'm not sure. Like I can't remember like how to call it properly, but yeah, um, we, like we were, I think we were, we, we were, we were a little enamored by um, the Luxes in Sarawak, in the Sarawak region, and it was kind of hard for us to, like, agree with the winner that year. Um, yeah. But that's the, that's the great thing about food is that you can choose your own winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we brought um, No, nah, love it, Eddie. Um, look, it's been so amazing to hear from you and just feel your deep and ongoing passion for food and flavour. Um, thank you so much for sharing some of your favourites with us today. Just really an absolute pleasure to listen to you talk about food. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I always like talking about food. So thank you. Thank you so much for yeah having me on. And yeah, it, uh, yeah, it means a lot. Um, all right. Well, happy summer. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a good summer, I reckon. Um, okay, Eddie, take care. I'll talk to <laughs> <Yeah>. you soon. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.